Hey, cashiers. We Have the Receipts podcast is coming at you live from Netflix is a Joke Fest in Los Angeles. Chris, are you kidding? No, Netflix is a joke, Courtney, but this is not one of them. Our listeners in LA have the chance to join us for a live recording of our podcast, We Have the Receipts, hosted by me, Chris Burns. And me, Courtney Revolution. Join us and a few surprise guests from your favorite Netflix reality shows on Saturday, May 4th at 1 p.m. at a secret location in Hollywood. To be announced. Get your tickets for the We Have the Receipts live show at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. That's todoom, T-U-D-U-M dot com slash W-H-T-R. Tickets are limited. If you can't make it to the show, we still want to hear your beautiful voice. Leave us a message at speakpipe.com slash We Have the Receipts. You may even hear your own voice on the show. Grab a ticket at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. And we'll see you on May 4th in Los Angeles. Bye, cashiers. an antidepressant. It turns out I'm not. It turns out I'm actually on a mood stabilizer that they use as an antidepressant. Fun fact about prescription drugs. Everything they prescribe, they actually use for like four different things. So you don't really know what your deal is until you find a combo that works and then Google all your pills by yourself. So after years of trial and error, I finally found a combination of things that worked for me. And six months ago, I decided to Google it, because what the hell? And it turns out that everything I'm taking is primarily used for bipolar disorder. So I went back to my psychiatrist, and I was like, hey. (laughs) Do we think? (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, is this how you fucking tell people? (laughs) She's like, no, of course not. We didn't know. I'm glad we figured it out. And I was like, we? (laughs) I said, you really didn't know that I was bipolar? And she goes, no, of course not. We thought we were treating anxiety and depression. And I said, okay, because this kind of feels like a putting your dog's medication in cheese situation. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this diagnosis. And she goes, well, if it makes you feel better, you don't have to say I am bipolar. You can say I have bipolar, which feels a lot like someone going, I said you were being a bitch. (laughs) I'm so glad I know that I'm bipolar now. I mean, I have the right meds. I got a mood ring. I'm handling it. But when I first found out, it was a very tough pill to swallow, and I've swallowed a lot of pills. (laughs) Because when you first find out something like that, you're like, oh man, am I gonna tell anybody? Should I tell anybody? And if I do tell people, am I hot and or talented enough to be an inspiration? Like, if I have a thing and someone else has that thing and they find out I have it too, are they going to feel good or bad with that information? Because when I got diagnosed, they started listing names. They were like, you know who else is bipolar? Selena Gomez. And I was like, that does make me feel better. She is very pretty. (laughs) Okay, I'll be bipolar. 
I did not grow up in a household that was very like mental health conscious. Like we were very religious. I don't know if you've ever tried to tell your conservative dad that you have a mental health issue. It doesn't go great. When I was in high school, I was like, dad, I think I'm depressed. And he was like, you just need some protein. Get a scoop of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dads out there just white knuckling it through life right now. <laughs> Clinging to a jar of chunky Jif like it's the answer. Just a buoy in the storm. It'll pass. The only mental health advice my dad ever gave me is I was having panic attacks in high school and I didn't know what they were. And I was very stressed out. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I feel like this, I don't know what to do. And he goes, all right. All I can tell you is that when you feel like this, get as far away from the people you care about as possible. <laughs> Until you feel different. Which is advice you give a werewolf. Like, <laughs> just run into the woods so you're not a monster anymore. Don't let them see you change. They won't accept you for what you truly are. And I had friends who scared me too when I was trying to get on medication. They were like, ugh, I tried. I tried antidepressants. I didn't like how I felt on them. I didn't feel like myself. And now that I'm on them, I'm like, yeah, me neither. It's the best. <laughs> okay? And I do feel like myself. I just feel like now someone's sitting on me going, shh, stop talking. You will ruin everything. We are, we are trying to help you. You'd be married right now if you just shut the hell up. Remember that? Yeah, us too. We are trying to help you go to sleep. Choose a different adventure. <laughs> and they warn you about the side effects when you get on medication. They go, you know, your sex drive might go down. And I'll be honest, I have experienced that since I got on medication. But I can't tell if my sex drive is lower or if my self-esteem is just higher now. <laughs> you know? It's like, am I not in the mood or do I just not need the validation? Which is it? Because depression will bring you to your knees and you're like, while I'm down here, might as well make someone feel good. I do not want to waste a trip. If you're not laughing, congrats on your serotonin. And if you're like, what's serotonin? Don't worry, you have enough. I wasn't sure if I was gonna talk about it on stage, uh, and then I needed new material, and I was like, fire sale, everything goes. <laughs> no, truthfully, I was surprised that I felt so bad about it, because I think I'm pretty open-minded, and I, I don't think anybody should feel bad if they get diagnosed with a mental illness, because it's just information about you that helps you know how to take better care of yourself. Yeah. Being bipolar, there's nothing wrong with it. Being bipolar is like not knowing how to swim. It might be embarrassing to tell people, and it might be hard to take you certain places. <laughs> but they have arm floaties. <laughs> and if you just take your arm floaties, you can go wherever the hell you want. And I know some of you are like, but Taylor, what if people judge me for taking arm floaties? Well, those people don't care if you live or die. So maybe who cares? <laughs> maybe fuck those people a little. I don't know. 
That being said, you have to take your arm floaties. <laughs> because it's not cool to know you can't swim, go to the public pool anyway, and jump into the deep end, making it everyone else's problem. <laughs> and you're thrashing around going, I'm good, I'm good. They're like, you're literally drowning. And then someone nice and handsome jumps in to help you. And you're like, see, I'm fine. I can totally swim. And they're like, no, you're holding him underwater. <laughs> you turned Kevin into an arm floaty. And that's not a fair relationship for Kevin. <laughs> then someone floats by you on their back and you're like, what was that? And they're like, oh, that's someone whose parents supported them in the pool. <laughs> Until they could be trusted not to die. Here are your arm floaties. Stream Taylor Tomlinson, Look at You, only on Netflix.